You've all heard that expression, cooler heads prevail. Were you cool most of your life when met with problems, difficulties, and situations to figure out? Or were you one to panic as you desperately clamored for solutions? Was that you? Is that you? Where you start getting red in the face and your eyes start rolling around in your head, looking more and more disheveled with each passing minute as your voice rises to a higher pitch, crackling with every fourth word. I know how to describe it so well because I went through it for a good part of my life. Pretty much in my 50s and 60s did I learn to calm down and be still no matter what's going on around me. Hopefully we all mature in life and learn this skill to stay poised in tension-filled situations instead of going berserk like a crazy jack-in-the-box springing out of his confinement. Doing Because when you're looking for solutions, you don't find it when you're full of stress and acting in a neurotic fashion. When you calm yourself down and relax yourself, you then allow the solution to come to you. I like that line. You then allow the solution to come to you. That's why it's best to pause and think before you respond. That's why it's good to sleep on an important decision for a day or two and pray for God to show you which way to turn. One of the biggest issues that people get upset about is money, whether you're single or married, because it seems we never have enough. And we're always concerned about making more and more to the point where many are obsessed with making and saving as much money as possible. In fact, that's their reason for living. Nothing to do with bowing down and following Jesus, no, Because whether they know it or not, they're bowing down to money, creating an idol out of money in the constant pursuit of it. You think that's a good thing? We all know it's not. So let's stop having a passion for the green stuff. Because there are so many other things more important. The book says if we have food and clothing, we have all that we need. Those who want to be rich are falling into temptation and a trap. They are letting themselves be captured by foolish and harmful desires which drag men down to ruin and destruction. So God is telling you beforehand the final outcome and end game of your pursuit to become wealthy. It's a trap. Are you going to just throw this advice out the window and claim that you know better? Oh, that's just for other people, not me. Really? It's specifically for you. Because there's a much better strategy for living life, and it's not the one you have adopted. So if I was you, I would start listening to God instead of yourself to get off this wild goose chase of yours and follow something more prudent. The book says, Seek first God's kingship over you, his way of holiness, and all these things will be given you besides. Yeah, you always got to keep focused on Jesus, imitating him as our role model. It reminds me of Peter walking on water. 
until he took his eyes off Jesus and became more concerned with the wind and the rain. He became scared, and then he began to sink, at which time Jesus grabbed his arm and pulled him to safety. Isn't that a lesson there for all of us? So we must keep our eyes in focus on the teachings of Jesus Christ, like focusing in on something with your binoculars that you got for Christmas many, many years ago, whether it was a bird, a beautiful, delicate, fuzzy bird in a tree, or the newly married couple arguing and throwing things at each other in their living room, or possibly focusing in on the neighborhood girl sunbathing, who just grew these two things on her chest that she didn't have six months ago, And don't tell me I was the only one that did that as a kid. I don't think it's that unusual if you're 12 or 13, as opposed to a 58-year-old man who hasn't shaved and showered in three weeks. If you're doing it then, then you got a problem. So let's all keep the money issues in perspective. Naturally, You have to be concerned with it to a certain extent to live and pay your bills to survive. Nobody's denying that. But be a little less neurotic about it and begin to trust more in God that he takes care of his children as an earthly father does with his family. The book says, enough then of worrying about tomorrow. Let tomorrow take care of itself. Today has trouble enough of its own. Yes, my mother always said, take one day at a time. Or as my father said, lay one brick at a time. That's how you live your life. Don't put the cart way in front of the horse. There's an order to things. And if you maintain a patience and a self-control and discipline with your conduct, it will flow for you in a comfortable fashion while all along trusting in God's will for your life. The book says the love of money is the root of all evil. Some men in their passion for it have strayed from the faith and have come to grief amid great pain. Amid great pain. Who wants that? We all need to listen to this friendly advice so we can avoid learning the hard way. Don't spend 10, 20, 40 years of your life pursuing something that's going to kill you in the end, something that will make you soulless and empty inside. Because if you do this for 40 years, it may take you another 40 years to reverse it. We need to understand what's necessary to value in this life. So let's learn by other people's mistakes. And it's not hard to do. Just look around you at uh, wealthy people, those in the entertainment and sports world especially, who seem to have it all, but still hit rock bottom. And you wonder why? Because they had everything. Well, that's the problem. They did have everything and nothing at the same time. Now, I dug most of these Bible verses up by using the website openbible.info. That's a great site where all you have to do is type in a word and it brings up all the verses that include that particular word. 
Another great website is gotquestions.org, which taught me so many things over the years about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And it does it in such a way that is very clear and simple to understand. So that's openbible.info and gotquestions.org. The book says, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. When I had Larry on from Trinidad a couple weeks ago, he said the difference between poor and well-to-do people is that the poor people are satisfied with very little. And the well-to-do with all their luxuries are never satisfied. Now, which would you rather be? Would you rather continue to buy all the clothes and materialistic things only with brand names where you pay 10 times the price? Or are you just one who wants to buy regular comfortable clothes without the little name tags on it? I'd much rather wear a regular t-shirt with a little hole in it any day of the week. Like two women buying almost identical purses with one paying $75 and the other paying $750? Oh, got to be in style and fashionable. Oh, really? Do you? I don't think you do. Stop trying to impress people already. Now, I'm not saying money is a bad thing because it's not. It depends how you use it and how you obtain it. The book says whether gained hastily, rather wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. So put in a good day's work to earn your cash as opposed to letting it ride on 14 red or embezzling when nobody's looking. And I've heard a lot of stories about that. It always seems that a shifty female secretary does the dirty work. But her, like everyone else, eventually gets caught. You see, the more you idolize money, the more distance you put between yourself and God because you're essentially turning your back on Jesus and walking in the opposite direction. That's exactly what you're doing. Hi everybody, this is Fred once again, trying my best to steer you straight, straight into Jesus's open, caring, loving arms. You can trust me to give you the straight skinny. As long as I'm dry, Martha, Martha, give me my depends, unless you want me to use the couch. I'm not kidding, you better hurry. Well, whether I'm wet or dry, I always listen to Don't Bring Up God, airing every Sunday morning on WAB 790 AM from 8 to 9. This show is for believers and non-believers to express your point of view on whether or not you believe in God. Let's talk it out. Hash it all out into the open. And you can start by calling Don't Bring Up God live at 610-720-7900. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that... Is that him? Hey, mailman, don't you know how to use a pavement? Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Yeah, and that number is 610-720-7900. The book says no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. So given the choice, which one are you going to choose? Because if you choose money, you will lose God. And if you choose God, 
more than likely, you will gain money, at least enough at a minimum, to survive comfortably, and a mac and at a maximum to help your family and others, possibly in a life-saving manner. God says that many times we don't receive because we don't ask, number one. And number two, we don't receive because of what we will be doing with that extra money, squandering it on ourselves instead of helping others first and foremost. That's a big distinction there. The book says, The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is the slave of the lender. Yeah, nobody likes being a slave, especially to credit cards. Now, credit cards... Absolutely, absolutely do come in handy sometimes. But when you abuse them and end up owing 10 grand with 25% interest, man, you're in quicksand without a rope. Why did you put yourself in that trap? Where's your discipline and self control? And I don't want to hear any excuses. If you don't have the money, then you better learn to do without. Because the time you spend living and learning to do without is the time that's preparing you for when you will live with. Because if you can't handle the bad times, you definitely won't be able to handle the good times. It's a preparation of sorts to mold you into a responsible person with the character and wherewithal to handle your business in a godly fashion from start to finish. If you can't be trusted with a little, then you won't be trusted with a lot. If you can be trusted with a little, then you can be trusted with much. And that's right from the Bible. Remember, all this wisdom stuff that makes so much sense ain't coming from me. I I am simply a colorful, chirping parrot repeating what I have absorbed from the Bible. I, in my own flawed way attempt to represent Jesus as Jesus represented his father and this is something we all should be doing and by the way you could pick any bird you want to be it doesn't have to be a parrot you could be a goldfinch a cardinal a blackbird a sparrow a hummingbird choose your feathers I suppose you could even be a big old ostrich are they considered a bird I think if you can't fly, you shouldn't be considered a bird. It's not fair to the other birds who can fly. Fly, eagles, fly on the road to victory. Okay, let's get back to money. The book says, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth. This is also vanity. Back to this thing about not being satisfied. Because when you create an idol, you're essentially creating a vice. And vice will never satisfy your need. It will only increase your appetite for it. That goes with drugs, alcohol, pornography, gambling, and and anything else you can think of. I think a big problem is comparing ourselves to others. Looking at the haves when you're a have-not and thinking that their life is so much better than yours, wishing that you had what they have, as your jealousy and envy escalates with each passing day, as you become like the Grinch with envy 
And that's not a good thing. First of all, we should not be comparing and contrasting ourselves with anybody. God, in the end, will determine what you have and don't have. And if you don't have a certain something-something, then it's more than likely that that something-something will harm and damage you in ways that you do not see. God is essentially protecting you, and you don't even know it. So get a grip. The book says, And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetedness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Now, do you believe this? Do you believe that you can be happy and content without this, that, and the other thing? Your love, peace, happiness, and joy comes from the inside with God and with the Holy Spirit directing you. You can't buy it. Just like when you die, you think you're going to be able to buy salvation in heaven with all the loot you accumulated over your lifetime. You'll be laughed at. The humble, poor people will waltz in there way before you do, if you even get there. That's why God says that it is very difficult for a wealthy person to enter heaven. Because now there's so much things that pull you away from the message of God. That's why God tells us from the very beginning that it's either money or me. You can't serve two masters. People who never had money sometimes don't know how fortunate they are. Because the more money you have, the more temptation and pitfalls there are waiting for you. Money avails you to a new array of sin. Because basically, you couldn't afford it before, but now you can. So, in what situation are you better off? You tell me. The book says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver and gold. And speaking of silver and gold, silver and gold, the book says, They shall fling their silver into the streets, and their gold shall be considered refuse. Their silver and gold cannot save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. Yes, one day it will become all worthless, worth less than the husk you peel off the corn cob. I like these guys who call me to buy silver and gold, especially in light of the collapse of the dollar and the world, for that matter. Stu asked one time, why are these guys trying to sell me silver and gold if it's so precious? The only thing that's going to matter. Why don't they just keep it for themselves and stop bothering me and everybody else? Coming across like they're doing me a favor. I don't think they are. I think they can care less about me, if you're going to be honest. Making a big sale does not translate into kindness and caring on your part. Sorry, I don't think so. Hey, we got a call at 610-720-7900. Who might this be? Go ahead. Hey, you were talking about... uh 
uh, credit card debt and stuff. Hey, uh, uh, how do you get how do you get yourself in debt? It's called not, not having a job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, some so. people they they think they got a free ride. Just put it on the credit card, put it on the credit card, and then you get stuck. And then sometimes you got to declare bankruptcy, which ain't a picnic either. Hey, don't judge a man until you walk the mile in his moccasins. You know, sometimes people get in debt. You know, that doesn't mean they're bums. Oh, no, absolutely not. I have. You know, I, I racked yeah. up that thing. I always try to bounce from card to card so I don't have to pay interest. But, yeah, yeah. I've been there also. Uh, not in a long time, but, yeah. It, it, you know, you got that monkey on your back, on your back, and you can't shake it. Hey, if you're living on your own, less than seventeen dollars an hour. Let me tell you something; it's not hard. You know? No, absolutely. Because it, yeah. it, it, it's so darn convenient to just put everything on the card from from a from a burger at Burger King to a to a new car. Hey, it's not convenient. It's, it's living. It's living. You need, you need food. You know? Yeah. You need, you need rent, you need housing, you know, car transportation, cars are expensive, everything, you know. All right. Well, I mean, you just uh, don't want to put yourself in quicksand, like I said earlier, where you have a, where you create a worse situation than being poor and having without. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can be, you're making it worse instead of better. So, sex, money, and power, you got you to got, fit that in some, somewhere, right? Well, absolutely, and maybe as a substitute for those three things you just mentioned. Or is he part of all three? God's everywhere. Well, he's part of it, but but in its proper space and time, right? Yep, 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 yep. And you got to put God first. Oh, yeah, definitely. You sift everything through God and Jesus, and then you come out with an answer and, and a behavior that's uh, best advised for you. Hey, how the Phillies doing this year? I don't watch them. I don't watch baseball. Don't care about baseball. I watch the basketball playoffs and the Eagles most of the time. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Overrated. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Take care of yourself, man. All right. Thanks for the call. The book says, Do not lay up for yourself treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasure in heaven. Yeah, we have to have the right perspective. Are, are we living for this earthly ride, or for the new heavens and the new earth to come? And yes, sometimes you can do both, but within reason. Don't lose your bearings or balance on what's most important. And if you do choose this earth down here over heaven then you are just simply misinformed because this earthly life is nothing compared to the heavenly life promised by God, the Father. And if you have a spiritual side to you, then this should be apparent. There should be no comparison whatsoever between the two. Absolutely no room for discussion on this topic at all. God tells us that for where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So let's stop thinking of treasure as only monetary gain. Because I see many times the more money you got, the more blackened your heart is. Where your heart becomes hardened to the point where you become insensitive to the needs of others. Where you become more and more selfish and self-centered. Damaging yourself in the end. Somehow, some way. It's just a losing proposition. So when you hear the word treasure, let's think of love, peace, joy, and happiness. 
because that kind of treasure can't be bought at the cash register. It's not going to be on the shelf at Walmart next to the whoopee cushions or at one of your New York exclusive downtown stores. You're not going to find it. The biggest treasure we all have is the Word of God. And if you can't see that, I feel sorry for you. And I know you don't want me feeling sorry for you. In fact, you're probably feeling sorry for me right now, aren't you? Well, whatever the case may be, the Word of God is our greatest treasure. The Bible is an instruction book on how to live and behave with Jesus Christ as the main principle of the book. Our protagonist, our hero, our Savior, who is here with us to help and rescue us. And that's all he wants to do. And for you to not let him, to me, it's just sad. Switch the radio stations in your dad's car and see what happens. He'll have a conniption. Switch the water in your goldfish bowl with grain alcohol and see what happens. They'll die. This is what we're doing to our little children. Instead of feeding them with godly guidance, we are force-feeding them Satan's poison. Exposing little kids in school to sexual perversions along with genetic bending is unconscionable. It's like referring to your toaster as madam or your garden hose as sir. When does this madness stop? Leave our kids alone. Parents need to step up and defend and protect their children. Tell the powers that be to shut up and show them what a real man and a real woman can do against degenerates. Just like a screw and a nut, they're different. Both have a name, a specific function, and designed to work together. Leave it alone. Did that make sense? And for some of those who gain wealth and riches, they sometimes think that they are the only ones who are solely responsible for that gain. God in no way was involved. God never gifted them with the intelligence and wherewithal to obtain all that wealth and richness. It never occurs to them. The book says, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to attain wealth. So all our gifts that we use to progress and achieve are given to us by God. And if something is given, then how can we stake claim over it? It's not ours, and it never was. It's a gift bestowed onto us without us deserving or earning it. And I know you gave effort in order to succeed, and that's a good thing. Kudos to you. But I know people that gave all the effort in the world but never succeeded in certain areas because they weren't gifted to comprehend in that manner. Whereas in other areas, they will succeed with sometimes minimal effort. So let's just understand the source of all genuine benefits. It's God, not you. It's God. We need to feel honored and privileged by being chosen by God to do certain things. God selects us and assigns a task and an assignment for us. And once he assigns us something to do on this earth, he certainly equips us to get the job done. Man, it's all in the Bible. All you got to do is read it and pray for God to give you the knowledge, wisdom, intelligence, and understanding. What are you waiting for? It's kind of like a guy who walks around with a sign on his back that says, kick me. And you get kicked throughout the day not knowing why. And then you realize that the sign is there, 
and you do nothing about it. You keep it on your back and continue to get kicked. What you need is to rip off that sign and put a new one up that says, I'm with God. And, and, and see how things begin to change in your life. Do it quickly before you get hemorrhoids from all those kicks. The book says, no, not the book says, not yet. It's coming though. <laughs> um, now, if you um, are blessed with plenty or riches, then I hope you spread the wealth. I hope you're not like an old cranky miser saving it up for no apparent reason because there are plenty of people who are in need, including your family members, the book says. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So don't give an excuse that, oh, they never helped me, so why should I help them? You think that's going to hold water in front of God Almighty at your judgment? You think he's going to give you a free pass for God to say, oh, yeah, you make a lot of sense there. I never thought of that. Okay, you can come on in. (laughs) No, that's not going to work. God makes no qualifications for you to help somebody. And if you can and you don't, as the verse says, you are worse than an unbeliever. And where do you think unbelievers end up in the end? Huh? So this is not just a passing comment of advice that you can take it or leave it. No, it's critical for you to behave as a child of God. And if the people that you're helping don't deserve it, then all the better. Maybe by your unconditional care and love, you could possibly rub off on them. And you could possibly change their whole life where they start being kind and considerate to you. But one thing's for sure. If somebody doesn't make a positive move at this impasse, then nothing's going to be changed. So let's all make the first move of kindness and hope for the best. The book says, Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Our life is all about knowing who Jesus is, what he said and what he did, and then believing and behaving as though you do. Jesus and God Almighty are all about one thing, and that is love, because God is love. So the more we go out of our way to care and love people, the closer we get to God. And just don't do it when it's convenient. Anybody can do that. That takes no real effort or commitment. But it's when you go out of your way to seek those that need help and to find those who are lost, it's then that we are true servants of God. Give the effort to make the change in yourself first and then to help make the change in others as we plant and water before God makes a person grow in his name. And it's a chain reaction. It's a domino effect where people see how you act with others and all of a sudden it becomes contagious, like leprosy but in a good way. As people begin to imitate you 
as you imitate Jesus, where people see you go out of your way for no profit whatsoever. Now, some may ask, uh, you know, why, why is he or she doing that? Wasting his time. But what people think is wasting time many times is the exact precise thing God wants you to do. When I think of people wasting time, I, I think of when I was uh, watching my son Tyler at 11 years old play boring baseball. One game, one game they uh, threw him in right field where there's no action. So what did he do? Well, he took off his glove and he started throwing it up in the air and letting it land on his head. He would then pick it up off the ground and do the same thing. I'm thinking, okay, I've seen enough. Because obviously, we are just wasting time with Tyler playing this game called baseball. Because he's totally disinterested. He'd rather be doing something else much more exciting like four-wheeling. So that's what we did. Hey, we got a call at 610-720-7900. Who's this? Hey, Robert. What's happening? Hey, what's happening, man? I mentioned your name this morning. I hope you heard it. I hear your voice out in the wilderness. The whole valley's hearing it. <laughs> I hope so. Look, I, I think you ought to explain the law, the law of reciprocity a little bit. I remember being at church as a young boy and hearing that from Pastor Ryu, and uh, he talked about the law of reciprocity. Can and, you spell that word? Well, no, I can't. I went to. <laughs> I can barely say that thing, but go ahead. Reciprocity. <laughs> I spell like a Pennsylvania Dutch guy, so I'm not one to be trusted with spelling or being a scribe. But I heard that when I was in church as a young boy, and I guess that was part of the reason why, you know, you'd give a couple nickels and dimes to, let's say, the charities, Appalachian or Lakotas or something like that, you know. And it doesn't have but, to be uh, much. You know, you give what you can, right? Well, I think the whole idea is, like the old woman, you give what you can afford, and even if it's down to your last two cents, you're giving it for a good reason, and you're doing it knowing that it's your last two cents, that even though you gave your last uh, two cents, that somebody's going to be there to protect you, that trust. And that and, last two, uh, And that last two cents is actually more, in God's eyes, than a rich man giving a little bit of his plenty. You got it. You got it. Well, that's what I was thinking. So if you get a chance, maybe you can elaborate more on it. But anyway, I'm glad you got good callers that call in because they add to your program, and uh, you're doing a great job, Robert. All right. Thank you very much, Stu. I hope you can freely bring up God to family and friends, but sometimes they look at you like you got worms crawling out of your ears. As if what is wrong with you? Their message is loud and clear. Don't bring up God. But on this show, don't bring up God, we bring up God. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's the Don't Bring Up God Show with Robert every Sunday morning from 8 to 9. Yo, we talked about throwing up on a boat, the Wizard of Oz, the prostate, and the bad attitude of an ass. But the best, most important topics of all are God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Bible. 
Yeah, come join the party and call us live at 610-720-7900. That's 610-720-7900. Yeah, that's right. 610-720-7900. The book says, give and it will be given to you. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. In other words, what goes around comes around. If you help others, others will help you. Just like forgiveness. If you forgive others, others, and especially God, will forgive you. So everybody wins. That's why I don't understand why people don't go God's way. Especially after years or a lifetime of hitting the wall and spinning your wheels going nowhere. Still having a black hole in your soul with something severely missing. Hey, if you have tried every other way to find the peace, joy, and happiness that we all seek and have come up short, then why don't you try this God thing? It can't hurt you, but only help you. There's so much of an upside in every direction just waiting for you. Worst case scenario, you end up back where you started from. But if you're sincere with a humble heart, then that will never happen. Because once you hook up your wagon to God's horse, things always mount higher and never decline. That's what the Bible says. It's yet another positive, helpful promise that God gives us all. It's all good. The book says, don't set your hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. God is all you need. Even though people might look at you and say, you know, why should I listen and believe like this guy? What does he have that I don't? In fact, I look at him like a poor loser in life. But you know what? That's fine. Let people think what they want. Because the peace you have in your heart is so much greater than any materialistic purchase or any earthly achievement. In fact, if that person was honest, he would switch with you in a second. And that's the truth that nobody ever wants to talk about, but it's the truth. And the truth, which is the Word of God, will set us all free. Hey, this, this morning, uh, I usually come in here with a bottle of water to wet my throat, because sometimes it gets dry and hoarse, you know, the nice moisture in the back. So I didn't, uh, I ran out. I didn't have any in my fridge, a bottle of water. So when I came here, I asked the wonderful board guy just for a bottle of water because, you know, they have extra hanging around, WAEB, you know. And you know what? It was like I asked him to change my roof. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not done complaining. You can wait with that board guy. <laughs> Just keep that handy because you're going to need it again. <laughs> you know, it's as though I asked him to resod my backyard. <laughs> it gives me this look. I start feeling guilty. But he, but he, but without saying a word, he just looks at me, and then he goes in an opposite direction than he nor, than he normally goes. And then later he comes back with the bottle. 
And I'm thinking, where did he go? Where, 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 where did he spend so much time looking for this thing? What is it, locked away in some kind of vault? Hidden away? But he did come up with uh, a bottle of water, and I do appreciate that. He always comes through. One way or the other. Although it was warm. What is this? Oh, you wish me well, you couldn't tell that I've been crying over you. I wasn't crying over you, I was crying over my water. Thank you very much. Said so long, left me standing all alone, alone and crying. I mean, I mean, we're supposed to be a team in here. You should have a, 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 a cold water cooler at my disposal in case I need it. Huh? <laughs> now, what do, what do you people like? I want to take a I want to take a poll real quick here. At, at, well, what do you got? Five, ten minutes. What do you like better, the baby crying or? The 12-year-old girl whining. That's a, that's a tough call. Come on, I want to know. And then whatever you decide, then the board guy's going to keep with it for the rest of the year if we last that long. The number is 610-720-7900. Come on. I need some feedback. Is it that much effort to call? I'm going to wait on you. la dee 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 La la la! You can play a board. You can play a song back there, board guy. Why Not that one. I'm sick of that one. All right, we got to we got to call, and hopefully this person's on my side to clear the air in this studio because it's getting a little thick. We got to call at 610-720-7900. Who's this? Good morning, it's Joe. All right, Joe, the baby or the 12-year-old girl? I like the baby. <laughs> all right, all right. It gives me a laugh. Uh, all right, well, I like the other one, so that's a tie, so we're gonna, he'll use both, and I'm sure he'll come up with a third eventually. What's on your mind? But hey, um, yeah, you're talking about money and all that and the love of money, and that's all a part of, um, well, First John, verses 15 through 17. It's the modus operandi of Satan, so to speak. It's the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. And when you look at the global elite and what they want to do to us, uh, that's their MO because they're led by Satan. And speaking of that, um, there's a power grab. They're trying to take the sovereignty of uh, the U.S. and <clears throat> excuse me, all the 194 member nations of the WHO, in fact, within this week or so. So uh, I'm going to you know, recommend to the, to the listeners, call your switchboard, U.S. Senate and House. It's 202-224-3121, and also the House, 202-225-3121. All right. Tell your representatives to... Withdraw from the WHO and the UN. Do not give our sovereignty over to them. Um, if you want to hear the program, it's on 
James, Dr. James Dobson.org, Family Talk with Michelle Bachman. She explains it all. And to be clear, the WHO, they yeah. want to call the shots for the world as far as vaccines and safety That's procedures right. and quarantine. They want to make it into law. So when we exercise our freedom, they're going to go to this bogus law and say, hey, you're, you're violating the law. You need to change or we're going to imprison you. Right, exactly. They want to take the sovereignty and be able to really um, put it upon themselves so that the leader of the WHO, the Tedros guy, can just call a world pandemic for anything and lockdowns and vaccine passports and you name it. Basically, the global elites uh, trying to enslave the world. Now, you know, our answer is always, well, God wins. Repent of your sin, put your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord, God, and Savior, because, you know, again, it's not if this one-world government, new world order is going to happen, it's when. So, but it was it was um, thwarted before uh, by enough people speaking up against it, they didn't do it, you know, several months ago. And this, so, w- yeah. and this WHO is just as bogus as any other alphabet agency just because it's a cute three letters in a row that that rings off your tongue people think it's uh, viable and legitimate no behind all these agencies all of them there are people and people that are corrupt and most of them serving satan trying to do us harm they're crooked corrupt people don't fall for this agency crapola Right, it's the it's the health arm of the UN. The who is the health arm of the UN? They're all they're the health like, arm of my ass. And oh boy, <laughs> uh, the China, of course, has a large control over that. And as we know, and in your promo, uh, the CCP wants to control the world. Um, so, you know, again, please call those numbers. Listen to the show again to get the numbers. Yeah, give those and bit. give those numbers again, real slow. Okay, yeah, the, the U.S. Senate, 202-224-3121, and the House of Representatives, 202-225-3121. Just tell them, pull out of the U.N. and the WHO, don't fund them, you know, uh, do not turn our sovereignty over to um, them. And again, if you want to listen to the whole program, drjamesdobson.org forward slash family talk. And it, it was like April 3rd and April 4th, and it's titled Who, uh, or, I'm sorry, World Health Organization Power Grab, a Threat to U.S. Sovereignty. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you for all that information. And if you want to go to the podcast to find those numbers again and anything else or just get a few laughs, just search Don't Bring Up God podcast. It's just waiting yeah, really? for you. Thank you. We got another call. Who's this? Go ahead. Who's this? Hey, Robert, good morning. This is Tom. What's happening? Hey, um, hey, not too much. Well, you know, lots happening. Um, yeah, two things. But one thing, um, I kind of go with the girl crying because there's annoying people we have. <laughs> oh, you're responding with the poll. Too. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I couldn't help that. You're a great, you're a great guy. You're a great American and a Christian, I can tell. Well, I, but, wouldn't, um, go, I wouldn't go that far. Nobody's great or good, but we do our best. Yeah, I know what you mean. How about this? There's God has righteous people and men and women. 
maybe that's better, right? To say yeah. either righteous or not. Right? And you know, now that you um, just brought that up, maybe the board guy can play both the the crying baby and the crying twelve year old at the same time. But uh, but I like the wow. I like the female. But go ahead next. Go ahead. Oh yeah, that's not bad. Yeah yeah, we really do have to um, like that brother that just spoke to you about what Doctor James uh, Thompson posted uh, spoke about. But um, I have friends that are waking up too. And there's quite a few Christians that haven't quite seen it yet. Uh, they're sort of seeing what's going on, but they're not uh, paying attention spiritually with their spiritual eyes. But yeah, we really have to fight this. What about the generation coming up? And what what, what, what are we going to leave them? Yeah, if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it do it for your kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Our kids, our, our, our nieces, nephews, the future, because people did it for us, right? Exactly. They fought for us back in the days that we would have liberty and freedom. And um, it's like when we bought into the computer, cell phone, and all the tracking stuff, you know, uh, I really see that coming, too. That is that that is a, a vehicle, that is a device that's going to be used, to, as we know, to track us. Absolutely. Then, the, the AI is off the charts. I mean, and that's why yes. we keep God yes. close. I got to let you go. Yeah, Thanks we, for the call. We got another call. Who's this? Hey, good morning. What's up? Listen, um... I'm going to today give you my opinion about um, what I think sometimes is going on. All right, you got a people. minute. You got a minute to do yeah, it. Quick, quick. Yes. Um, you know, when people wanna, you know, want a good United States, and I think it's impossible for us then to make money to um, for the American people to make this kind of income if, you know, if the United States don't rip off, United, uh, you know, uh, or scare Saudi Arabia to... You know, I mean, uh, stay on their side and do their bidding. If they don't, you know, and same thing about China. We all hate China. China, you know, China lent United States money. I don't even understand this mentality, man. You know, half United States uh, against and this and that, and they don't even understand that um, half the Chinese company is American. Um, you know, just uh, I'm not sure is it ignorant or I'm I'm not getting it sometime, you know. America, what, that's what the United States live on, man. Making all right, okay. Thank you, Rudy. But what you say is true. The United States is just as bad a rat as any other country. Don't give us a free pass, okay? And I think that's what your point was, and I agree with it. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. WAEB, Allentown. Listen on your free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts.